Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture After Dark. Abel and Bonnie here. Um, we are here with another week of celebrity messiness. Y'all ready? <laughs> we thought that this episode was like, you know, like we're like, okay, it's going to be, you know, people aren't really acting that much like that foolish. It's like it's getting cold outside or cooler outside. People are going in, not acting crazy. But then we forgot it's Thotum. It's thought <laughs> So some of the people we're going to talk about today are uh, Britney Spears, her mother. We're going to talk about the whole incident with the Rust uh, film. Also going to be talking about Lady Gaga, Saint Malik, Gigi Hadid, um, Yolanda Hadid, Kourtney Kardashian, Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson, Lisa Rinna, Lisa Rinna's daughter, Delilah, Gabby Petito, and Brian Laundrie. Um, the Sex and City reboot called Just Like and Just Like That, Ed Sheeran, um, Britney Spears again, Adele, uh, Harry Styles, Lizzo, Doja Cat, Taylor Swift, Henry Ruggs, Joe Exotic, uh, The Tiger King, Carol Baskin, uh, Caitlyn Jenner talking about OJ Simpson, Kanye and his cult, Cynthia Bailey from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, and Cal Penn. Girl, I, feel like, <laughs> I know season two has been like good for us. It's been like such a mixture. I feel like season one of pop culture, we talked about a lot of the same people. Yeah. And season two, it's all new hot messes. I know. I'm here for it. I am here for it. So I want to talk with, uh, start with Zayn Malik because there's quite a few stories with Zayn Malik. So uh, Vani, do you want to start with the first story? A uh, little update to our um, addition to our story last week and how Yolanda actually went ahead and pressed charges and how he pled and um, kind of that. Yeah, so she did go ahead with the charges that she was saying she was thinking about pressing uh, when we talked about it last week. And he has pled no contest. That is very curious. Why would one plead no contest? to something that, I mean, if it were me and I did not physically assault somebody, there is no way in hell I would plead no contest. So that really leaves one thinking, uh, he may have put his hands on her. I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, I think otherwise, I think at the time we said like, we really didn't have, um, I think that we wanted to listen to both sides, you know? My thoughts were yeah. like, why isn't her daughter speaking out if this happened? you know, and since then her daughter has spoken out. Um, we kind of caught the story on the heels of it, like just days after it happened. And so this has developed over the past week. Um, <clears throat> no contest for those of you who don't know is basically admitting guilt without admitting guilt. It's like, tell me you're guilty without telling me you're guilty for you younger generation <laughs> out there, you TikTokers out there. Uh, tell me you're guilty without telling me you're guilty is no contest. And so, um, you know, he could face shell time, he could face fines and all this stuff, uh, but we will see what happens there. And in addition to that, there's been a few developments with Zayn Malik, and that's why I kind of wanted to uh, start with him because he is about three of the stories today alone. So Gigi Hadid is his um, child's mother and Yolanda is her mom. 
Well, Gigi Hadid has gone up and said, uh, has since said that even though all of this has happened and he was charged with four counts of harassment, um, that she will not be refusing, you know, her, his time with her daughter, with their daughter, should I say. To me, that says a lot because I feel like even though that situation happened between him and her mom, that shows that first of all, Gigi is mature. And second of all, it shows that he, although he may have troubles and issues, he must be a good dad if she trusts him with their child. Right. And so uh, a, a source close to Gigi told people on Wednesday, uh, people, by the way, it's not like people out there, it's People Magazine. <laughs> and People Magazine always has the accurate scoop, by the way. Uh, people Magazine um, got a source and they say, Yolanda is very upset with Zane, but Gigi has made it very clear to her and everyone else around that the daughter needs her dad and will not um, separate them. Gigi will do everything she can to make sure that they can figure out a way to co-parent in a civil way. Um, the source goes on to say that Yolanda is, of course, very protective of Gigi. She wants the best for her daughter and grandchild. She has had some issues with Zane. He has a complicated personality, and she, th and she thinks he could treat Gigi better. It's been hard at times for Gigi to live with him. Um, so what are your thoughts on that before we kind of dive into more of the same issues that are going on? Uh, do you agree with my assessment that if she trusts him with her child, that says kind of a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that speaks volumes. If anything, I mean, it kind of just sounds a lot like the mom is a little overbearing with this relationship, like let your daughter have a relationship, you know, and stuff. It just, it, it just kind of seems like the mom is just sticking her nose where it doesn't belong. You know, I get it. Like you want your child to date someone or be with someone that's going to respect them, you know, with this and that. But at the same time, it's not your relationship, you know, and it just, I don't know, it just seems like she's creating more problems. Yeah, I think also it's like, you know, Zane in his statement said that Yolanda had went into their house without mm -hmm. when Gigi wasn't present and that she kind of, it does make it seem like Yolanda is very intrusive. And I'm not mm -hmm. victim, I'm not victim shaming or victim blaming because Yolanda was allegedly assaulted. Um, at first it was said that he struck her, but court documents reveal that he actually kind of just like pushed her against, which doesn't make it any better. But I feel that if you're coming into my home and you disrespect me, like, I'm sorry, but like my mama didn't raise no bitch, man or woman, I'm not going to hit you, but I will defend myself and push you. And so like, I'll push you back. And so it has been since like, a, a, you know, the court documents reveal that he didn't strike her, that he actually did just like push her. I don't know if there was like, she was attacking him or whatever, but you know, maybe she was kind of aggressive with him and he kind of just like pushed her to calm her down or whatever, but that is the assault. Um, because a push, for people that don't know, anything that you do with uh, intention to harm is considered assault. So um, you can like throw, I've learned this from police officers, if you throw a feather at someone but you intend to harm them with that feather, you can be arrested for assault. They can press assault charges on you. It's all about right. intent. And so, um, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think that Yolanda 
it's kind of like overbearing and she needs to let Gigi figure it out. Um, but again, that does not excuse whatever, you know, Zane, I think, you know, whatever. I think he also pled no contest because he's like, let's just deal with this and get this over with. Right. So with that being said, um, Zane Malik has since been dropped by his record label and management team and sponsors. Um, so RCA was his record label. They dropped the 28-year-old um, just before his fight with Yolanda. Um, they said that he was impossible to control. This is like rumors again. Impossible to control. Um, quote, uh, someone quoted saying, a lot of people have tried desperately to get Zane's life and career back on track, but nothing has worked. So many people have worked with him and have just given up. He's almost impossible to control or guide. A while ago, his label quietly decided to decided it was the end of the line of, for their relationship, and now this. So the now this is um, his management and sponsorships leaving. Um, his record label, uh, another, this kind of insider continues and says, his record label weren't the only people to drop him. His management and some upcoming partnerships and brand deals have also pulled out sponsoring Zane. He had another partnership with a luxury clothing brand, but they recently pulled out and advised others to do the same. Radar Online says that uh, Zane, someone told Radar Online that Zane has had personal demons for some time, which is substance abuse, uh, specifically marijuana and cocaine and booze, uh, so liquor or alcohol. Uh, at the same time, he suffers from anxiety and has struggled with fame with ben and mental health issues. When all these are mixed together, it's a recipe for disaster and is known, um, he is known to have acted out constantly and is very erratic. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because as much as that is, guess what, guys? We're not, I'm not done with Zayn Malik's stories because there is more to that. But Vani, what are your takes on that? I mean... He, I've known, I followed One Direction. I was a directioner. I loved their, <laughs> I was a little pop uh, boy. I loved their music. Um, I saw them in concert, but I always did hear stories about him. Uh, it was just one of those things, right? So what are your thoughts on kind of those revelations about being dropped from all of these deals and people and um, having that reputation? Well, I mean, one, I'm sorry, I, was, I don't, I don't, I never listened to One Direction very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was not a One Directioner. So, uh, but I will say he's young. He did the whole poppy band, boy band thing and stuff like that. And those guys, I mean, a lot of them have the same reputations and stuff. So uh, are they saying he's acting in a way that's new or surprising to me? as a member of a boy band or or anything like that no you know it just to me it sounds like he needs to get his shit together grow the fuck up get your shit together you know what I mean and so maybe that had a little bit to do with the frame of mind he was in when he had to deal with his overbearing you know baby mama's mama and you know she was in his house without permission came at him sideways and that's you know it it's like it all, it's all culminating you know into this stuff so i just yeah you know that's all i can say to him just grow the fuck up 
So Zane's uh, mental health issues have been, he's been very open about it and he has shared that he, he does suffer from anxiety. He has other mental issues that he's shared publicly. Um, mm-hmm. But while he was in the boy band in uh, One Direction back in 2014, while in South America, uh, he was on Instagram live at, at 6 a.m., and he was actually smoking marijuana at 6 a.m. Uh, mind you, marijuana is legal in a lot of places now. So that I don't find yeah. a problem with. But I, I do find a problem with, I don't know how old he was at four, in 2014. And at the same time, um, he, he was in a pop boy band. Like, they have an image to uphold. Like, is it their responsibility to parent the, their listeners and kids? No. But when you are like your audience is strictly kids, <laughs> uh, I think management probably has an issue with that. Well, we're talking about his behavior and stuff. Um, it actually caused issues in the band, and it said that it is one of the reasons why Zane left because that he would be um, on tour with the with the guys and that he'd be smoking all the way to the venue and it actually led harry styles to go on a separate bus with niall and liam while louis uh um would actually join zane because louis would actually smoke marijuana also he was actually in one of his instagram lives smoking weed together and drinking and partying together but the other three guys kind of laid low um, it actually started to separate the band because Harry Styles and the other two, like I previously named, Niall and Liam, uh, got to the point that they refused to even fly in the same plane as him. And they would take a private plane because they said when he uh, was in a plane, obviously you're not allowed to smoke, even if you fly private. And um, he would like throw tantrums. Said at one time, like he flipped like tray over, was rude to attendance and after that the other three guys refused to fly with him um so a wreck uh this isn't just hearsay a record executive with that actually worked with the band said you didn't know when zane was going to turn up um whether it was for recording or a concert you never knew if he was going to show up uh, in the beginning zane was actually sweet he just became a different person when you're smoking weed to that extent and other drugs, it really affects you. Zane became aggressive. He was very aggressive towards the end of the band, having fierce uh, rows of people he worked with. So like fights uh, or arguments. He never takes responsibility for anything and it always is someone else's fault. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like I said, you know, they're in a boy band. Boy bands have a reputation in general from the rock and roll days everyone right has a reputation they're party animals they hook up but three of the guys have been very clear that they weren't into a lot of things that zane was and it caused issues between them and um it looks like a pattern of zane's and it's sad because in 2014 again how old was he you know 21 in 2014 well you said he's 28 right yeah so, so I seven guess years ago, seven years ago, he was 21. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he was not 21. And I guess they started whenever he was younger in the boy band, but 
the boy band yeah, only lasted like five years. So, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, five years from 21 is in his teenager, in his teenage yeah. years. So, you know. Um, but yeah, in 2014, he would be, he would have been 21 if he's 28 now. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts with, um, you know, just in general, Zane, like I said, he obviously has issues. Um, I don't think that drugs and mental health and all of that and alcohol should be combined. It's my personal opinion, but to each other, he's a, he's an adult. He can make his own decisions, but yeah, you know, I just, I'm going to maintain and stick by my grow the fuck up thing. Like I understand mental health and stuff like that, especially anxiety, because I suffer from anxiety. I suffer from anxiety, panic, and I have a panic disorder as well and stuff like that. So, you know, I get it, but same time, grow the fuck up. You've been acting this way. Apparently you've been very problematic for years already. Like this is not shocking and not surprising. And to me, it's typical musician behavior, I guess, when you're young and in a boy band, like you said, they have the stigma about them that that's what they are. They're partiers. They're, they hook up, they do this, they do that, you know? So it's just, he does like with what's their stupid twat ass names. I'm going to say your friends are not your fucking friends. Like he needs some fucking people around him. Like what is up with all of these young fucking like celebrities where they were musicians and being stupid. Is he going to be like the California sober kind too? You know what I mean? Like stupid twat liquors Demi. I know. I think that it's also like some of them have good people around them in the beginning and then they meet a person or two that they surround themselves with and then they go with that crowd and they allow that crowd to influence them. And it says a lot about their character to be so easily influenced. Cause like me, if somebody tells me, Hey, do you want to go somewhere? I'm like, no, like, I don't try to lie. I don't come up with an excuse. Like Bonnie's inviting me to go drink. I'm like, I'm not going to drink. I'm like, no, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I'm not staying out till seven in the morning with you, Bonnie. And like, <laughs> oh, you whore, but I make you drink. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you know, it's like I'm you know, it's like, I'm an adult. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm If, if I don't yeah. want to do something, I'm not going to do it. So it's exactly. like all these people that have, I think it's just their person, his personality trait. He likes, he doesn't want people to tell him no. And I think he wants yes people around him. And I think yes people are not always the best people to have around you. Yeah. No, definitely not. He needs better so, people around. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of well i guess really not better people but some insane <laughs> fucking people in this world kanye west oh lord <laughs> girl what in the, the kkk I, is fucking happening in this desert you know there's i i you know i don't i don't know <laughs> i'm all what's his name now yeet what do we say yeet yay yay yay, <laughs> yay. I'm gonna call him by his real name. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Kanye. Yay. No, just yay. Just yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I really don't know what's going on in that desert. Like, I kind of want to, like, I want to go just to mm. see what it's like. Are they drinking Kool Aid there? Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> like what? 
the fuck were they wearing? Explain to our listeners what the fuck we're talking about because some people may not have seen the video and images that we saw. Okay. Okay, so so <laughs> okay, let me look uh, let me start this over. So Marilyn Manson and Con or sorry, Marilyn Manson, Yay, and Justin Bieber performed at a Sunday service of Yay's for his little cult out there in the desert. And they're wearing like all white. Justin Bieber has like, you know what they remind me of? They remind me of like the elders on Charmed. But anyway, that's the fuck they're doing. They're wearing robes. Like Kanye looks like he has on a bishop robe, but it's all white. Bieber is wearing, I'm sorry, I said Kanye, right? Yay, you're going to have to give me a break on that. Um, You just changed your name. Bieber is wearing a robe. It's like just a robe, like all white robe with the hood. Now, motherfucking Marilyn Manson looks like the Sith Lord of ridiculousness because, like, his outfit is, like, he looks like a fucking ninja. It's like it's like a ninja outfit with the whole, like, mask across the face. Maybe he didn't want motherfuckers to know it was him or something. I don't know. And, and he looks, like, he looks deceased all in it because he's, like, so white. He's got, like, black makeup around his eyes. I'm like, oh. Did you say deceased? Yeah, he looks deceased. He looks unalive. <laughs> so, but, you know, and the thing that the heartbreaking thing about it is Ashley Morgan Smithline, who accused Manson of physical and sexual abuse, um, is like said, he has to know that he's enabling a rapist. So she's saying that when watching him participate in this prayer event, felt like she was reliving her trauma and felt like it was very shitty on gay's part and um just problematic and that she just you know it it was just traumatic all over again now she's one of three women who currently have lawsuits against the artist while over 15 women including evan rachel wood have made claims of the abuse and manson has denied each and every allegation but she says it's just showing the point that the world doesn't really care if you rape people, if you beat people, if you hurt women, you can do whatever you want. Basically, if you have the money and you're a guy and you're famous, you're off the hook in Yee's world. And she said she's just disgusted by the show of solidarity he had with Manson and just doesn't plan on buying his music or listening to it ever again. Yeah, I don't know what in the hell. To me, I got very much KKK vibes. Um, I got very much, I don't want to be a colored person there. Got very much, they're going to sacrifice me if I show up. Um, I, I'm not here for this. I don't know what's happening there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, I need someone, I need like an undercover, like, like I need 2020 to get involved. Where's 2020 like investigators? They're investigators. Yeah, where the fuck is that at? Okay, see, and I'm I'm a little like a heart like Bieber had just like kind of redeemed himself to me because he just put out that video ghost for the his single ghost with Diane Keaton and I loved it. Have you seen the video? If you haven't, you need to watch it. It's like a fucking movie playing out. And I love Diane Diane Keaton. I don't so like- I was like Justin Bieber I don't listen to his music I don't want to I this song this song though is so good so good and I I'm not a I'm not a Bieber believer whatever bullshit I like some despacito every now and then because I like to 
shake my hips and shit, but that's more for like Luis Fonsi or whoever else is on there with him singing it. But Ghost, that song Ghost, Abel, you got you got to at least listen to it to tell me like either Bonnie, what the fuck? Or damn, okay, maybe I kind of like this one. Now I got to know if you like it or not. But anyway, uh, now I'm like, well, fuck. Now I got to put Beaver back in his, back in his little irrelevant drawer <laughs> yeah i don't know what the hell's happening out there in those uh, <laughs> that um, <desert> man. <laughs> i don't know but i'm gonna stay away so we'll stay away from that and yeah uh let's move on and let's talk about some housewives uh, let's start with real housewives of atlanta or ex real housewives of atlanta star because she's not going to be in the next season cynthia bailey so, so Cynthia Bailey, her and Mike Hill just got married. As you said, I didn't know that because I'm not a real housewife of anybody, anything. Um, that's This is your arena. But recently um, it came forward that her and Mike Hill are denying allegations that he sent nude photos and videos to another woman. He says the anonymous accuser needs to seek help for spreading their lies. Um, <laughs> so... The former Real Housewives star and her sportscaster husband Tuesday was at LAX when they got approached and they asked about, you know, what was going on with these claims of infidelity that is just like blowing up Twitter and everything right now. And Cynthia and Mike appeared to be more so Cynthia appeared to be very aggravated and annoyed with the rumors and just completely says there's no truth behind them. And uh, if they figure out who it is, that is putting out these rumors they plan to seek some kind of legal action against them now it is a social media user that's claiming that mike sent a woman nudes on snapchat um but ever since like they made these claims and the claims went public that account was deleted so that's that's suspicious that's suspicious so um yeah according to cynthia things are great between her and mike and uh they're gonna stay that way (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Hopefully, I mean, I'm glad she's off the show because she was boring. Uh, uh, but um, hopefully, because she has not had the best of luck with men in her life, and uh, hopefully, it's not true. But like I said, in a few months, she'll be like really irrelevant because she's not a housewife at all anymore, and she was like the boring housewife. So yeah, you know, I'm excited for her to be gone. Um, Speaking of housewives, before we get into the next couple of stories, because the next couple of stories have to do with the same person, same housewife, um, Andy Cohen just announced with Bravo that there's going to be the very first Real Housewives franchise outside of America, and it will be the Real Housewives of Dubai. Oh my God, I might watch that one. So I'm excited about that because they've tried other shows like in, there was a show in London, but it wasn't a real housewife show. They called it Ladies of London. And I don't know how long, I don't know if it's still on, but I never watched it. But the real housewives, they find, he was on The View, I think today. And he talked about like, when he casts for the real housewives, he's casting because they're going to have spunk, they're going to have spice, and they're going to have like a story to tell. Like he wants, they cast intentionally. Like they cast like, you're not going to be boring on this show. You know what I mean? And so I feel like a Housewives of Dubai would be really good. And 
I if we think that like stars like Beverly Hills and New York and all these people have fancy houses, imagine oh, no. the shit that we're gonna see from Dubai. I cannot wait because those you know those Real Housewives out there they're bougie their husbands are full of money they're all oil tycoons oil princes like all that oh i cannot wait this one's gonna be good this yeah. I, I might actually start watching it yeah so i'm excited that they just announced real housewives of dubai so let's move on to real housewives of beverly hills so last week we talked about one of the stars zorit um you know her house is broken into but we're going to talk about her co-star um, Lisa Rinna, who's actually a like soap opera star as well. She's been in soap operas for as long as I think, maybe no shade, I've been alive. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's been around forever, but now she's been on the Real Housewives for a few seasons. And um, she is getting some flack at the reunion and uh, some sneak peeks of the reunion. So I think Vani has this part of the story. Oh, yes, Miss Renna. <laughs> oh, girl. Okay, so Miss Lisa Renna talked about how she doesn't feel good about the feud with Denise, Kim, and Yolanda. Now, she was questioned as to why she went after Denise's marriage, Kim's addiction, Yolanda's health in the previous seasons, but remained silent on Erica's legal troubles. Now, she was really in that hot seat um, when it was on a sneak peek for Wednesday's final, I guess that's today. <laughs> yeah final episode of the real housewives of beverly hills season 11 reunion um she was asked and uh, she said she shouldn't be questioned because her situation is serious yet well, we're talking about erica but she had no problem calling out yolanda hadith's health kim richard's addiction denise richard's marriage and all the previous seasons she just said i'm going to say this number one i feel horrible what happened with yolanda when it began i regret that and that was wrong now, uh, she also says on every level, I'm really sorry about what happened. I wish I could take it all back. I feel horrible about that. And um, <laughs> she also told one of her co-stars that she heard Kim was not totally sober and close to death. Kim eventually confronted Rena about the allegations, calling them treacherous. She says, I also feel that wasn't my place to do that. Um, I hope in the end it helped in some way. And I don't feel good about that either in the long run. Now, she is basically coming on here and saying that she's sorry about I guess all of her problematic and toxic things that she did in the previous seasons with Denise she said I don't like how that went down um she was telling Andy Cohen all this all these things I really have to be honest I don't feel really good about I don't feel like I was being my best person yeah no shit Sherlock so I don't know what kind of damage control she's trying to do here or I don't know if she's like on a 12-step program where you just go back and apologize for all the, the mean shit you did or well, I don't know what the fuck's going on. She's looking for absolution. Like, what is going on here? I also feel like Lisa, she's being singled out because it wasn't just her that questioned all of these ladies and their issues. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know why she's being singled out. Um, she did go after like... Um, Kyle's sister Kim pretty hard when she was on the show um, about uh -huh. her addiction issues. Um, she went pretty hard about it, but all the ladies in the show were talking about it. She was the only one that said something. So if you're talking about it and you're the only one that says something, does it make you better or worse? I feel like at least I'm not, if, 
I always tell someone, if I don't like you, I'm going to talk about you to your face. And I'm going to tell you I have a problem with you. See my CRO So Petty episode one podcast. Like, I will at someone literally in a post (laughs) or people in a post. And so um, I don't know. It's like, I feel like the other ladies talk about about all of this behind closed doors. Well, not really because it's on camera, but they don't confront the person to their face. And Lisa gets a lot of flack because she's very blunt. And she'll tell the person, well, well, Kim, like for Kim's issues, like, well, Kim, are you on drugs? Were you snorting snorting cocaine in the bathroom? And Uh, is it okay to do it on TV? No, but that's what they all signed up for. Right. Girl, and if you were snorting cocaine cocaine in the bathroom, girl, you shouldn't have been doing it when the cameras were running, if you're going to get called out on it. And so I feel like they're just like aiming at her to, you know, she's like the bad guy and because all the other bitches on the show were doing the same thing, but they were not, they just weren't speaking loud and proud like she was. That's all. Right. Hmm. So um, I actually am looking forward to the reunion. Uh, I haven't watched this entire season, but it's because I like to binge watch. And yeah. um, I want to watch it all because of Erica. And we talked about her in one of our earlier episodes and her issues, legal issues with her ex-husband now. Right. And, um, so I want to watch it all, but um, we'll see after I watch it. Also, like Nicki Minaj is randomly fucking hosting it, like a part of it. I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, so let's continue with Lisa Rinna. Her daughter, Delilah, is uh, she's in the headlines, y'all. Um, so she went live on social media talking about a very 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 um a topic that is tearing the country apart at this time tearing the world apart so uh, delilah is um one of as i guess the older daughter and she has shared a story about medical issues that she's had this year on social media uh including battling autoimmune diseases as well as recently seek a treatment for Xanax addiction. Um, she says, and she starts with, that she believes that getting the COVID vaccine was caused, uh, is what caused her body to quote unquote flare up with health problems this year, warning that this is gonna be heavy, which her she's talking about her live and um, you know, that whatever. So she says, in part uh so this is scary to do because i was actually asked not to tell my story by someone close to me basically in the beginning of the year i want to say february march is when i got my covid19 vaccine and in no way am i saying am i an anti-vaxxer because i'm totally not i just didn't know enough about it no one did i didn't realize that the vaccine would cause an autoimmune response in my body that basically flared up and triggered certain autoimmune diseases that I didn't know I had. This is hard to talk about because I'm just not supposed to talk about it on here. Uh, Shortly after getting her second shot, Delilah says that she received the Moderna vaccine. Shout out Moderna girls, that's me, uh, Moderna. Uh, (laughs) I'm getting my third shot next week. Um, She claimed that she started getting panic attacks that were unlike anything she had ever experienced before and other health issues. Um, include that included migraines and autoimmune disorder called PAN. It's short an acronym is PANDAS. So it's pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorders associated with 
stuff. Oh, girl, there's a lot of stuff here. I don't know. It's like yeah. a big thing. Look it up, pandas. Um, and a significant bout with obsessive compulsive disorder. So um, she said that she also kind of started relying heavily on Xanax. And now she is having a Xanax addiction. Okay. Um, I have a lot to say. A lot. Bitch, if you're a Xanax addict, you're a fucking Xanax addict. Okay. Um, you're a drug addict. Just you're a drug addict. That's that's not fine. But it's fine. Get help. Get treatment. Acknowledge. That's good. I'm proud of you. The autoimmune disease thing. You know what? when the COVID vaccine thing, everyone was told, yes, you should get it, but consult with your doctors. Mm -hmm. So why isn't she blasting her doctors for this? I am also, as much as I'm like coming off hard on her, I am happy to hear her say it. She's like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Like she's clearly right. stating that she's not an anti-vaxxer. Um, because like personally, any in, with me, I anybody that to in my life that has told me they are against the vaccine, I can't have I won't have a I will not have a conversation with this with them. I have removed lots of friends from my Facebook. I I I can't mean you will not see eye to eye. I will never understand why you won't do it. Now, Vonnie has explained to me, like you have explained, Vonnie, that the reason why you can't get it it's not because you don't want to or because you're against it because you can't because you you would have a reaction to an ingredient it but it's not just the covid vaccine it's lots of vaccines that you would have reactions to yeah it's all the i've never been able to actually receive a flu vaccine there are ingredients in the flu vaccine that i am allergic to so that is the reason why i technically can't get vaccinated um but like I told you, I, I didn't consult with my doctor first. I made several appointments to go get this vaccine and just at like local places that were offering, you know, the free vaccine. And for some reason, every single time I did not end up going to those appointments. And when I finally booked with my doctor uh, to get the vaccine, that's when my doctor's like, hold up, <laughs> you're allergic to the flu vaccines. What makes you think you can get this one? Let's dig and let's and sure enough you know it's a you know for me I believe everything happens for a reason and because I would have had a horrible reaction to it and you know with her I, I have heard that the vaccine does cause certain you know things in certain people there is a lot of like the uh, myocarditis and stuff like that that you know that can happen with certain people so I get that but okay so she's saying that she got anxiety from the vaccine and because of that, she was taking Xanax and now she's addicted or she got addicted to it or something yeah. like that. Is that, is that? Yeah. okay? I do believe that the vaccine can up anxiety, but I think it ups, I don't think it gives you anxiety. I think it, it flares up anxiety you already have. So maybe she didn't know she had an anxiety issue because my daughter, when my daughter took the vaccine, it happened to her. It flared up her anxiety horribly mm. bad. So, um, you know, but then it went away, it, you know, it wasn't too bad. It went away. And now she has, sometimes she'll have bouts of it every now and then, but it's not anything she, you know, she can't deal with or anything like that. So I, I believe that to an extent and can people get, um, addicted to Xanax? Oh yeah. yeah. That's why doctors, oh, yeah. They, don't, they don't like to prescribe it. So, you know, her blaming her addiction on, on the vaccine, eh. 
you know, it, it, it was a cause and effect. Sure, it happened. But get, like you said, get help for it now. I mean, you, you know it now. You know your triggers with anxiety and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it's not going to last forever, hopefully, for her. Because it, it just, it varies. Everybody's body is different. And it's going to react different to these, you know, these things. So, but she shouldn't, what she's, she's putting her information out there. But don't deter people from doing it because of your experience. Your mm-hmm. experience could be one in several hundred thousand, you know, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like I don't don't want her to do more harm than good with this, you know? I had COVID and I was hospitalized for COVID. And COVID actually, I had anxiety already. And COVID made my anxiety, I would say, three, four times worse than what it was before I had COVID. Then I got the COVID vaccines and my anxiety seems to be even worse paired with COVID. My anxiety is, and I've been through um, personally a lot of trauma in my life over the last couple of years. So my mental health isn't right. And then anxiety already pre-COVID and then you know COVID and whatever is in that virus for some reason, anxiety whether you have it or not it could be one of those like deadly sleepers like people don't know they have it and then when they get covid or the vaccine it appears to them they're like what the hell is this they don't realize that they had anxiety their whole life it goes undiagnosed a lot of the times and so i'm like so for that same doctor that you went to for that fucking xanax why don't you go to that same fucking doctor and ask like let's get my blood work done and let's figure out if this is right for me. Yeah. Why, why now are you saying um, COVID, uh, the vaccine got me addicted to Xanax? And uh, bitch, why did you get Xanax? Because there's yeah, other medications. Yeah, that's not the first thing they give you. Yeah, Xanax no. is not the first thing. There's so many other, I mean, you're on a totally different medication for your anxiety yeah. than what I'm on. You know what I mean? And I think like my doctor is very selective who she gives Xanax to and stuff like that. She gives it to people that have non-habit forming tendencies and stuff, you know, when it comes to medications and everything. And that's why she felt comfortable prescribing me Xanax for my anxiety. But a bottle of Xanax for me, where it's like a 30 day supply will last me months because I take it as needed. Yeah, it's not an everyday thing. There are everyday medications like clonopin. Um, what's another one? Clonazepam. That's what I'm on. I, I take yeah. it every. I take it twice a day, every day. And but that I, it's meant to be taken that way, you know. But at the same time, like my insurance and my doctors, they don't just prescribe it. I have to go get blood work every at least every three months because they're like, make sure I'm not you're not a drug addict. Oh yeah. My cousin, same thing. She's got to go take a, you know, her toxicology tests or drug tests and stuff mm-hmm. like that. She can't be on any drugs or anything like that because they'll stop that really quick. Yep. So I'm like these celebrities and their problems, like, although they're real, I'm like, don't go on live and share that shit. Keep it to yourself. Go see a psychiatrist, a therapist. Don't get fucking Xanax. Um, put yourself in rehab. And uh, maybe talk to that doctor that prescribed you Xanax and, and say, why didn't we catch this thing sooner? Like, why didn't, what's going on? That's what she should have put on her platform because she has a big platform with, you know, a lot of people. So that's what she should have advised her followers and, mm-hmm. and watchers to do. Talk to your doctor. Don't make the mistake I did. Run your blood. Make sure, you know, this and that. Cover all your bases before 
deciding whether or not you want to get this vaccine. That I think would have been the safer message to put out than the one she was putting out. Yeah, I agree. I think that had she come off like saying, you know, like, guys, I got the vaccine. I have all these issues now. Um, Like she said, I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means. But like before, if you haven't got it, definitely go get your blood work done beforehand and just make sure maybe one vaccine is better for you than the other. Um, Yeah. You know, people need to do their research. And I think that's why. I think a lot of the people that uh, there's some people that are just straight up like anti-vaxxers and those are the people that I have removed from my life. I'm like, I can't be friends with someone that if you are a straight up anti-vaxxer, that means to me that you and I are morally not on the same page. You probably also don't believe in global warming and I cannot, if we don't have the same moral standards, there's no way in hell I can be friends with you because what are we going to be friends about? Yeah. And so like I said, but for people that are like, you know what, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not against the vaccine, but I need to do my research. I need to see if it's okay. I, okay, I get that. But wear your mask, protect yes. other people. You know, yes, so definitely. Everywhere I go, Vani, Vani's wearing her mask because Vani, mm-hmm. you can't get the vaccine for your own health. You're wearing the mask. But everywhere I go with you, you're wearing your mask until we sit down at the table and you know that all of us are vaccinated around you and you're like, okay. But everywhere I've been with you, you wear your mask. Yep. And even if I get up to go to the bathroom, I put my mask on. If I get up to go do something, I put my mask. I wear a mask everywhere. And everywhere around me, like sometimes my kids get a little frustrated because, you know, they're teenagers and stuff. And I'm like, no, wear your mask. You're not just protecting you. You're protecting me. I cannot get this vaccine. I know y'all are vaccinated. Sure. But do it for me be safe for me and they're like oh, okay mom you know what I mean but yeah. yeah every we all do with my family I've like I, I will not let that fly I'm the same way and I'm by no means like, I am fully vaccinated with everything else you know what but, I mean but you can be so, yeah exactly so it's I'm just, quick to get a shot <laughs> it's just like to me it just screams like like a rich and famous white girl privilege Mm, sad to say (laughs) so uh let's move on and uh, let's talk about let's see here (laughs) here i'll let me pick through this i'm like there's a there's such there's some serious stuff on here that i want to talk about but there's a shit show on here there's a couple of shit shows that we're about to get into let's talk about caitlin jenner oh god (laughs) (laughs) you you weren't ready for that curveball i I was not i'm like oh are we gonna go okay so caitlin jenner miss i want to be relevant i feel like she's sticking her nose like in all these like topics and putting her two cents in but like why now okay so caitlin jenner came out she made a claim on big brother um vip australia and she says that O.J. Simpson warned Nicole Brown he would kill her and get away with it too. Like, wait, why are you, okay. So (laughs) uh, she is currently one of the housemates on Australia's Big Brother VIP. And on Monday, she opened up about the 1994 homicide case. She said, actually, we were there and it was an extraordinarily difficult time. Uh, Nicole was Chris's best friend and had been for a long time. I was at Nicole's house two days before the murder. Obviously, he did it and got away with it. And at one point, he even told Nicole, I'll kill you and get away with it because I'm OJ Simpson. She continued to say, then Nicole, you know, replayed that onto Chris at one point. And unfortunately, well, she was right. 
At the end of the trial, Simpson was ultimately found not guilty of stabbing his wife and her friend Ron Goldman to death. He would later be found responsible in a civil trial, though, however. So uh, to me, it's like, why are you bringing this up now? Like, why are you? (laughs) What? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? She's a fucking mess. Didn't she run for governor (laughs) of California? Or is she still running? Is that over? Is that a thing? Did that happen? Californians, can you chime in and let us know? I know she was running for governor, but I don't know if she lost already or if she's going to lose. Like, because it's one of the two options. Like, she either lost already or she's going to lose. So, whatever. Like, Californians, just like, don't move over here and tell us. Just like, DM us and tell us. Um, <laughs> don't move over here to tell us because we have our own problems in Texas. We don't need y'all's problems. Now, do you believe what she is saying? Do you think that's true? That he did tell her that at one point? No. Maybe, no. but why wouldn't it have been brought up in trial then as a witness? Like, All right. why, wouldn't have as- this been, why wouldn't this have been brought up? This would have been in books. This would have been in the movies and the films and the TV shows and the thousands of podcasts. This would have been everywhere. Why is Caitlin all of a sudden talking about it? She's on Austra- on she Australian Australian TV. Yeah. She's on claiming the- she heard it with her own ears. Like So where was her big ass mouth in court? Exactly. That exactly. bitch can have a seat with Candace Owens and Demi fucking De Lovato. In the back. In the back. All these hosts take <laughs> several seats. Yep. So uh, she can take a seat definitely. With Britney Spears' bitch ass fucking mother. Didn't I tell you I'm so here for all of the pettiness Britney Spears is about to put out in this world? Like, I knew, I was waiting, just waiting for her to say something. And when I saw that comment today, woo, I never freaking screenshot something so fast I'm like, and sent it to you. <laughs> I'm, I get so confused. Like, their names give me very much incest. Cause I'm like the dad's name is is the dad's name Jamie Lynn or Jamie, yeah. And the mom's name is Lynn, then the daughter's name is Jamie Lynn, and then they're all named Spears. I'm like, this is what's going on. on? (laughs) It's a fucking disaster. Brittany went off, girl. Tell everyone. Okay, so she made it very clear on Tuesday night. Her animosity for her mom runs so deep, just as deep as it does for her dad. Now, she did call out her mom and called her the brains behind the conservatorship and said, my dad is not smart enough to ever think of the conservatorship. What people don't know is that my mom is the one who gave him the idea. So, and it's true. She was the one who actually engineered the temporary conservatorship after Brittany's second um, 5150 involuntary psychiatric hold. So th- this is this is not anything false. Now, I don't have the screenshot with me because it's on my phone. So you're going to have to read that because the entire thing is awesome. Like word for word, it's awesome. She went off. Yeah. So Brittany Spears on her Instagram, <clears throat> she says, The moment I smile, smile emoji, and I realize I haven't in a very long time. My mom gets so concerned, in all capital letters, by the way, and says, you're acting weird. What's wrong with you? I say, hi, my name is Britney Spears. Nice to finally meet you. 
before I go any further, forgive me in advance. It's been 13 years and I'm a little rusty. It was a family business before. It's no longer that anymore. Oh, look at her. Is this a song? Uh, I was <laughs> I was born today because I get to smile. So thank you for exiting out of my life and finally allowing me to live mine. And then she said, do I know how I do I know how mean I sound? Yes, I 1 billion percent I do with the 100 emoji. And then she says, again, my dad may have started the conservatorship 13 years ago. But what people don't know is that my mom is the one who gave him the idea. I will never get those years back. She secretly ruined my life. And yes, I will call her and Lou Taylor out on it. So take your whole, I have no idea what's going on attitude and go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know exactly what you did. My dad is not smart enough to ever think of a conservatorship, but tonight I will smile knowing I have a new life ahead of me. Oh, period. Mike fucking drop. Go fuck yourself, Lynn Spears. So now she did delete that several hours later, but as everyone knows, once it's out there, it's out there. So she had like a moment, like there was something that set her ass off so bad. She took to Insta, posted that and was like, I don't give a fuck. And then a few hours later, she was like, well, fuck and oh. deleted it. But it doesn't matter. It's out there, girl. Don't delete it. Brittany, don't I'm delete sure, it. I'm sure her Seven lawyer probably... <laughs> Her lawyer probably told her to. I know, but still. So like, that, I was that came Tuesday because on Monday, her mom filed a petition requesting that Brittany's estate pays for her attorney's fees. Um, according to the court documents obtained by page six, Lynn laid out more than $660,000 in legal fees and incurred costs that her lawyers want to come out of the conservatorship estate or assets on hand. These services rendered by Lynn's counsel include meetings, phone calls, emails, preparation of documents, and court appearances. Um, the 66-year-old, not them putting her age on blast, has never <laughs> had a formal role in the case, but is considered an interested party, which is why Lynn claims her daughter should put the bill here. She claimed in the petition that Brittany had enthusiastically agreed to her joining the conservatorship case as it as interest as an interested party to help end britney's nightmare and the crisis was enduring the filing described lynn as a very concerned mother this is where britney got that quote from uh who presented who presented her attorneys with a very disturbing story of her daughter's life and the unreasonable restrictions under which britney suffered including some mysterious as being involuntary moved from her home not being allowed to travel to Louisiana for a Spears family Christmas, and what Lynn pronounced as an extended stay in a medical facility against Brittany's will. So that happened on Monday, and then Tuesday night is when Brittany went the fuck off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I was here for it. <laughs> Brittany's whole family can fuck, sh shut the fuck up. And not only did she go off on her mom, did she cast that shade? My dad's not smart enough. To oh, think yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she called her dad dumb as fuck. So, you know, here's my <laughs> thing. 
fuck you, Lynn Spears. Pay for your own fucking attorneys at this point because where the fuck were you all these years that she was being tortured and put through all this and everything? Where the fuck were you? Where the fuck? Mom, hello, mom. Paging fucking mom. Where the fuck were you? Like, go fuck yourself. Like she said. Paging fucking mom. (laughs) (laughs) Like, bitch. (laughs) Like, ugh, I can't stand them. Her whole fucking family. Her whole family. I can't believe you said Paige, you fucking mom. Well, yeah, that stupid dumb. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. So let's move on from the Papa Princess to the queen, one of the queens of my heart, Adele. Adele is, as we all know, coming back with her album 30. And this week, actually, yesterday morning, she released the track list for the album 30 and I have that track list for you all and I just want to let's just guess at a couple of the songs that we're gonna like by the titles okay. I already know right. one that you're I know one I know oh oh okay I know a few that Vonnie's gonna be like I'm gonna love that one so <laughs> we'll see if I'm right. so it's track one strangers by nature Track two is Easy On Me, which we've all heard. Yes. To be, and also want to add Easy On Me, Adele said that she released that knowing that people were going to criticize it and say it's similar to everything she has, but that she did that intentionally because the rest of the album is very new and different. Um, she says she does, of course, have ballads because that's what she does, but she released Easy On Me with the intent to like let people know like, like her loyal listeners like hey i haven't totally changed but like just wait till you see what's coming um so easy on me is track two number three is my little love oh okay number four is cry your heart out oh i'm gonna love that one all right yes bitch cry your whole fucking heart out asshole listen to these (laughs) number five is oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah Uh bonnie loves that one Wait till this one. Track number six. Can I get it? Oh, I mean, the answer will always be yes, but. <laughs> Already. Like track to seven. Bonnie's going to be buying this album. Bonnie's going to pre order it after this one. I drink wine. <laughs> my anthem. It's my anthem. I'm going to play it when I walk in rooms. Track eight, all night parking. I wonder if that's uh, all night parking is uh, like, can I get it? (laughs) So, so hold on, listen to this. It's like, oh my God, can I get it? I drink wine all night parking. It sounds like one of my typical Friday nights, bitch. (laughs) Number nine is women like me, a woman like me. Period. 10 is hold on. So that's like the morning after. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, bitch. Where are my shoes at? <laughs> uh, 11 is to be loved. And 12 is love is a game. So this okay. is. Okay. Let me. Okay. So let me go and tell you Bonnie's life. Track was track one. We're strangers by nature. The song is strangers by nature. <laughs> track two. Easy on me. Take it easy. Track three is. My little love. That's Bonnie. <laughs> track, track four is Bonnie's thirst traps. Cry your heart out. 
track five is when they respond and she's like oh my god track six Vani's like can i get that can i get it track seven is like all right well now i'm gonna drink wine mm -hmm. track eight <laughs> after the wine you know what we're gonna do some all-night parking baby baby and after you do all night parking, you'll never find another woman like me. Nope. Period. In love. And then we wake up and we're like, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> plan B's the only plan. Okay. <laughs> and then track 11, she's like, well, you know what? Maybe I want to be loved. To be loved. Yeah. And then track 12 is like, you know what? Fuck it. Love's a game. And we're starting this whole 30 30 starting from season uh song one strangers by nature <laughs> and we're gonna do it all again bitch why is this my life <laughs> she don't even know me <laughs> so bonnie uh when we first talked about adele coming out with an album and bonnie's like you know maybe i'll listen to a few songs and then i saw the track list and i'm like mm -hmm. <laughs> bonnie's in a pre-order the whole damn thing bonnie's Holy getting shit. Bonnie's getting the vinyl, the CD, the. <laughs> I am buying. I am buying a fucking record player just for the vinyl for this shit. So uh, anybody who wants to cash at me for a record player, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the track list. <laughs> That's pretty fucking fire. I'm not gonna lie. Like, did I tell you a good story or what? <laughs> you really did. That is a good story. Damn. I'm like damn like i could tell that's why it took you so long girl that's why <laughs> that's why it took you so long to release out this album because you didn't tell us a whole life story in 12 songs she was living the bonnie life out there look at that she called you out girl i know i feel so attacked <laughs> so out of all of those what song you're looking forward to the most can i get it ah <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> So I feel like um, cry your heart out because I, that's gonna. I feel like that's like a fuck you anthem. Mm -hmm. And then I, I feel like cry your heart out is gonna be too similar to like um, which that's all like set fire to the rain. And then is also, that yeah, roll into the deep. And then also like. Um, send your love like send your send my love to your ex-lover or whatever your new lover or whatever that song was called i feel like it's that's gonna be like that track cry your heart out so that one and then can i get it i hope and she then, is nasty and can i I'll, get it i want, I want to hear adele I want, I, if i hear adele say uh ah. <laughs> <laughs> can i get it all right <laughs> yeah get into uh, get into it yeah <laughs> I just want to see the remix with Doja featuring Doja Cat, Megan Stein. <laughs> Throw some Cardi B in there. Bitch. So, so yeah, <laughs> we're starting off with Strangers by Nature, Any Loves the Game, and that's Bonnie's uh, couple, her, her day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on. So. Ooh, danger, danger. So yeah, I look. I am very much looking forward to this album. It's literally, I feel like we've been waiting three thousand years for this album, and now it's like literally in the next couple of weeks we'll have it. And I so know. I already have it pre-added to my Apple Music, so I'm excited. 
and um i'm like girl she and there's some and i feel like can i get it's going to be up tempo because she has said there's a few up tempo songs on there that, that are people are going to be surprised with so oh i'm like i can't wait so yeah i just thought that was exciting i thought it was a funny like uh a funny uh, track list i thought that <laughs> bonnie would definitely appreciate it it is definitely uh, a me track list like i'm here for it so i know that we just finished talking about Britney spears and we moved on to adele i kind of wanted to lighten the mood because you know we love adele here and uh, her album 30 is like our anthem now we're we're saying it right here right now <laughs> 30 album of the year and, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um so I want to talk about real quick Ed Sheeran. And so Ed Sheeran also has an album coming out, I think the week before or the same exact week as Adele. And uh, this isn't the story I was going to cover. I'm going to talk about Ed Sheeran, but it's funny because she was, she's been doing a lot of press lately, which I love because I love her personality. And the one of, in one of her interviews, they tell her like, Hey, did you know, like Adele, um, Ed Sheeran has an album coming out too. And she was like the same day. <laughs> and they were like, no, 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 not the same day, but like a week or two after or before. And they're like, are you worried? And she's like, ah, I'm not worried. He should be worried. Uh, <laughs> but okay. that, that was all ten in cheek because they are said to be very close friends. So, um, you know, I like Ed Sheeran too, but I usually only like a couple of his bops. But hang on. Didn't it? Is it already released? Ed Sheeran? I'm looking at it right now, and I think it said 29th of October. Oh, maybe. I just see a single. Maybe. Oh, hold on. Oh, no, hold on. Let's see. We're checking it out right now. I'm actually looking in my in my own. So oh, yeah. So it says called Equals, and it came out on the 29th oh, of yeah. October. Oh, so they scared her for no reason. Come on, they scared her for no reason. It's already out. <laughs> I just added it. I love Apple's music. Like their their new album covers are like interactive. So like whenever yeah. are you it's like so cool, like how it does that. It's like animated. Yeah. Um, Did you see the track list? Oh Shivers is track number two. Bad habits number four. Collide. Okay, okay. Love in slow motion. Stop hmm? the rain. <laughs> Sandman um yeah so I'm gonna listen to that actually I'm excited which is weird yeah. because it says the theme of the record is me turning 30 becoming a dad losing a friend trying to balance work and marriage which is strange because Adele is album is 30 is when she started to write this album when she was going through the same exact issues yeah and which we talked about that whole like between the ages of 30 and something like all the planets and what is it Vonnie like you're intuitive like like that the like, retrogrades and stuff like when all these planets Saturn and all these planets are in retrograde and that's when people like between the age of 30 and 35 are like trying to find themselves and you feel yeah. stuck and lost and it's weird because like I told you I'm right in the slab that middle of that I'm 33 and that's where I feel like I'm at like the last year I feel like last year or two I've really started to like you know I started getting on my medications for my health and I started going getting a regular doctor and getting mental health help and um trying to figure out what I want in life or 
who I want in life or what I want or you know so it's just weird that it's like these people are similar in age to me and they have the same thing I also find it weird that all of fucking Ed Sheeran's albums are like math things like multiply yeah. the and then Adele's are all ages yeah I'm like, and this, one, you, this one's called equal I'm like are y'all are y'all plotting what's going on behind the scenes you know you motherfuckers are talking stop playing with us you know y'all are <laughs> fucking best friends so okay so that wasn't a breaking story but uh that turned into <laughs> a fun conversation and now I get to listen to some new music tomorrow uh while you're listening to that don't forget to listen to ghost from justin bieber you have to listen to it i know kill me later but since we're talking about music artists i just want to throw in there since we're like ah, talk about miss cardi b cardi b will host the 2021 american music awards this year they are they are set to air live from the microsoft theater in los angeles on sunday november the 21st now cardi herself is a five-time ama winner and this year she has three nominations for her favorite female pop artist and she's up for two nods for Up as favorite music video and favorite hip hop song. So good luck to her. I can't wait. I'm actually, I love Cardi B. So I can't wait to see her antics when she hosts this show. And, you know, high five to the AMAs for getting a performer and a artist like Cardi B to host the AMAs. They got a lot of nerve. I'll be <laughs> I don't watch any award shows anymore. But I will be watching the fucking amas yes i will all for cardi because you know she finna get stupid oh. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear the ama people talk no shit you know who the fuck you picked this year like i don't want to hear no shit they, <laughs> when it I pops off the fcc just send the, the fines in the, the mail already because there's yeah. gonna be fine just go yeah, ahead and just, forward them to her because she'll pay them because yeah she, she's gonna prepay them for shit She's all, give me $2 million worth. <laughs> I'm finna act stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna show some titties, some ass. I might all say that. titty and ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Good good on ABC trying to... Damn. And I wonder how much they paid her to do that, too. So. I know. Oh, I love her. So, uh, back pivoting back to Ed Sheeran. I wanted to talk about him because it ties in the story with Britney Spears. Ed Sheeran was recently on a podcast called Man, 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 which is strange. And Ed Sheeran confessed that he actually, for a long time, was very confused with his sexuality. Um, even growing up into young adulthood, was confused. Um, he says that, uh, quote, I'm not a hugely masculine person. I have a definite feminine side to the point where when I was a kid, I thought I was gay for a bit. I love musical theater. I love pop music. I love Britney Spears. And my masculine side probably stops at drinking beer and watching football. I like a nice car, but I'm not a car guy. While he eventually came to understand his sexuality, it wasn't until he met his wife, who's a super pro-woman and femininity, femininity, that he began to appreciate the female energy speaking to his other half who he remember dad they've been married that long already um since he married her in 2018 he added she works a very high level job where she's at the top of her field as soon as we started dating my life kind of shifted to that she plays in a female hockey team and we hang out with them all the time it's very much like women empowerment um so he says that he sings his new songs to his daughter 
um, and that she's not his biggest fan and that she just kind of cries to it because she's only 14 months old. <laughs> and <laughs> it's funny because his friend Adele said the same thing that his uh, her son, he's older now that um, he's like, he doesn't really care who she is. Like his friends will ask, is your mom Adele? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, I'm Adele. and and like he'll ask her to like go and meet like different celebrities and stuff and she's like okay but I'm Adele and she's like what about me um but uh says that you know I found it interesting that Ed Sheeran was um especially on a podcast called Men My Men um I find it interesting that he was so open and I appreciate his openness with his sexuality and his exploration or his questioning of it I think a lot that's a subject that men don't it's like kind of taboo for men unfortunately and um I think someone as popular as Sheeran you know although he is straight or he identifies as like heterosexual now he's married has a kid um people like him speaking out allies like him and then we have someone like Lil Nas X who's fucking tearing it up in the rap game and who's like number one in around the world because you know of his music and not just because of his gay like like in his song he says his gayness um I think that's definitely moving the culture forward what are your thoughts on Ed sharing all of these kind of deep like personal because those are personal things to share yeah you know I have so much props and respect for him sharing all that stuff I'm always here for when celebrities you know they get real they get real with you and and they share those parts of their lives that one they don't owe you those parts of their lives so the fact that he's willing to share them and talk about them and stuff like that I'm here for it more power to him I mean it just makes me like him even more so yeah so um speaking of allies and the community and stuff let's talk about Cal Penn so Cal Penn. Now Cal Penn has had a amazing couple of days. So he did come out, you know, as um, homosexual, which is great and happy for him. I mean, but if you watch Cal Penn in, in, in any of his movies or anything like that, you, you know, let's see, he wasn't telling me something I didn't already know. So, but I am happy for him that he felt, you know, comfortable enough to come out now and stuff like that. And which you know, he got Obama's shout out for, you know, coming out in the book and talking about his engagement. Now his wedding is on hold right now because of um, COVID and stuff like that. Josh, that is his longtime partner's name. Um, totally cute, totally adorable. I love these two. Um, now he did get to FaceTime with Obama last week uh, while he was campaigning for the New Jersey governor, Bill Murphy. So they are very much in touch over the years. And he explained that he got the kudos from the former president and the first lady. And they've just been in the loop for a while. And they're so happy for him. They've met Josh. Um, so he said there's a lot of good stuff coming out for him. Now, his book is called You Can't Be Serious. You know, that's uh, Calpin's new book. And I've heard nothing but great things about it. It sounds very interesting. He's going to be on a tour for it. So he's got a lot of great things coming for him. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to his fiance, Josh. And I can't wait to see what the future is bringing for them. Yeah, kudos to him and more people like him. Especially like he was a, he has a lot of success in his life. And oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, happy for him. And so, uh, speaking of the gays, we're going to stay on the gays and uh, Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That is okay. So, I rewatch so many shows, but this show, Sex in the City, is one that I rewatch constantly. I have probably seen Sex in the City like 27 times. The show, I watch the movies, I'm here for it. Every time they talked about rebooting it or making a new movie, I was so excited. And then lo and behold, here comes the new show. And just like that. Yeah, literally it happened. And just like that. It's, uh, so rumor has it, <clears throat> before I get into the like big part of it, um, rumor has it that just and just like that is set to premiere in December. And that the very first three episodes are basically under editing and final touches already. And so that's exciting. Um, <clears throat> so there's some big news on and just like that set. Um, for all of us who loved Samantha Jones on the show, aka Kim Cattrall, we all know that her and the cast, uh, specifically Sergey. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker definitely did not have, um, at least according to her, the best relationship. Um, and uh, she did not want to join or refuse to join the reboot. Um, well, we will be happy to know that they aren't just killing her character off and just like that. Spoiler alert. Um, it's said that the, the writers are addressing it uh, within the very first couple of episodes and that they um, address it right away because they want people to know and go into and just like that with like a fresh set of eyes like this is the new show it's like a continuation of their lives um, but that they also are not just going to kill her off because they feel like that would just be the easy way out um, and they're also hoping that they are there. They've been in talks with her, I guess, since they greenlit season one um, for a possible season two um, appearances. So I guess they're trying to work that out with her behind the scenes. So um, it says that uh, an insider shared. Uh, we'll announce eventually that the show will have a second season. This isn't a one off. This will be a series. Thank the Lord Jesus, because I'm so excited for it. Um, it will be quite a while between the first and second series as Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker has a busy schedule and we have a lot of work to do to get Kim Cattrall back. Um, <clears throat> they added, we all miss Kim and we hope she comes back for the second season. The door will never close on her as she remains an important part of the franchise. Uh, they say that they get into her absence very, very quickly and that the viewers will learn that Samantha and Carrie in the show, and just like that, have fallen out over Carrie firing Samantha as her publicist that they, and they no longer talk. This effectively ends their personal relationship. You'll see as the series progresses over the 10 episodes that Carrie misses her friend and wants to repair their relationship. In the words of Oscar Wilde, life imitates art. Um, and so the article just goes on to say that people do miss Kim on set, but that isn't the only big news from and just like that. It is said that a major character is set to die or be dead in the show. And I am so sorry to announce this to all of our listeners, but rumor has it 
that it is Mr. Big who passes. Mm. I know you're going to make me cry. I love Mr. Big. To me, it would make sense because it's like he's older than Carrie in the original. And so... Mm-hmm. And he did have he did have heart problems in you know the series he had an open heart surgery and stuff like that so I mean it it, it fits but I I'm wondering if it's like I know that those are the rumors however um, you know during filming we all know um, actor Willie Garrison who played Stanford Blatch did pass away on September 21st sadly. And he was an integral part of the show. He had already filmed some episodes for And Just Like That. So this might be a character also that is going to be, you know, getting killed off. Or I don't, they haven't said yet if they're killing the character off or if they're replacing him with another actor. But I I really can't see them doing that. He was such a staple. Um, So there is, you know, that they could. So I, my hands are like, ah, is it Mr. Big or is it Stanny? You know what I mean? Because Stanny's actually gone. You know. What if it's both of them? Because what if? Because right. Stanley didn't he marry what's his name? Um, uh, yeah, Anthony. He married Anthony, Anthony Marantino. So what if it's both of them? And because of that, like over the years, obviously Carrie's been friends with Anthony, and this is just me guessing. Like, what if? And just like that, now Anthony's a part of the crew, and they're both widows, and that's how they bond. Oh right. That's, that's, that's how they be, bring a yeah. that's how they bring like a fourth into their relation like into their friendship, maybe. Right. Cause there are there are a couple of new characters coming into this season. I am very excited that Sarah Ramirez is joining the cast. Now she did come out on Grey's Anatomy. Um she is gonna play Che Diaz, who is a um non-binary um comedian. And on the show, so I'm interested uh, to see where a non-binary lesbian comedian. So I'm interested to see where her storyline is gonna is gonna go, and and you know how they're gonna incorporate that. And sh- um, also, there is Sarita Chaudhary. She's gonna play Seema Patel. It hasn't given much information on her character yet, but she is gorgeous. And the other one coming in is Nicole Airy Parker. She's gonna play Lisa Todd Wexley. So I, I'm I'm excited to see, you know, how all these new characters are going to play out. Um, I do follow the Instagram page for And Just Like That. So we got a sneak peek at Lily and Rose and Brady, all teenagers. They look so good. I just, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, definitely can't wait. That's one of the shows that I have. I think I have the entire series on, well, I have HBO Max, so I have it. But I think I actually got them all on iTunes back in the day. And I binge them and I, I randomly just watch because that, that's one of the shows that you can just like, if you watch the entire series, you can just pick any episode and watch it. Yeah. And I use it like white noise in the background when I'm like cooking or cleaning or something. Yeah. Because it's just one of those like feel good, like even if it's not a feel good situation on the show, you just like, you just feel good inside. You're just like, oh, I love them. Not just that, but I like watching some of the show, the episodes, and I'm like, oh, hell no, that would not fly nowadays. There is no way they could have released this shit. Like, some of the stuff Samantha does, wears, and says, like, there's no fucking way. People would have lost their mind about that shit now. But I also, I also learned while re-watching these show, these episodes, I don't really fucking like Carrie all that much. That bitch is selfish. She is not a good fucking friend. Like, I don't, 
you know what? Fuck that bitch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I also feel like sometimes you have to like self-care, like put yourself above your friends sometimes. I feel like sometimes your friends' problems, you have to put your prioritize yourself. Oh, that bitch like. self-cares the whole fucking season. Like, <laughs> but it's also like her narrative. It's like it's her. It's like based on her life. So it's like you only see yeah. her point of view, basically. <laughs> I love seeing the kids like behind the scenes, like them yes. like, being adult, like not adults, but like teenagers, and like the drama that they're gonna cause them. And what I'm also kind of like excited about is seeing like the picture that we just talked about uh anthony right um he's like yeah he's uh in a photo like he's like he's in it so it does make me wonder like if that's the way they're gonna kind of go but i do have to tell you if you all haven't seen and just like that's uh instagram i am so happy they're not redoing it but they're doing like a continuation and they didn't name it like sex in the city because yeah. it's like a it's like an addition and it is caught up with the times it looks like it is yeah. so 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 diverse from like even people because you see behind the scenes you even people behind the cameras are diverse and I mm -hmm. love that so yeah I'm super excited I can't wait I saw a sneak peek of Carrie's closet with all of her you know all of her couture outfits and her, and her shoes. Shoe, oh, those fucking shoes. Uh, I, do, I do love her wardrobe. I can admit so, that. So yeah, um, that's that. Uh, let's move on and let's talk about a couple of... Uh, okay, before we get into some serious topics, let's talk about Joe Exotic. <laughs> it's kind of serious, <laughs> but the, the Tiger King is back. So. Yeah, <laughs> he is very bad. Well, I mean, he's trying to be very bad. Poor Joe. Netflix so is trying. Yeah. So his health is taking a major turn for the worst as he remains behind bars, but he's telling his fans and and reaching out to fans and everybody, anybody who will listen, basically, and tell them that he has aggressive cancer and he's had cancer and it's it's back. He said he recently had a biopsy performed on his prostate and doctors let him know that the results Wednesday are that um, his aggressive cancer has returned. Now he says he doesn't want sympathy. Instead, he wants his voice to be heard for immediate release so he can get his treatment at home. Now his attorney, John Phillips, says he plans to file a motion requesting compassionate release from his federal prison here in Texas. And it sounds like his condition must be pretty bad because Phillips added that any delay in getting their motion before a judge could prove to be fatal. So it has to be Isn't pretty Texas? bad. For yeah, he's he's he ain't getting out. He ain't getting out. <laughs> Texans don't give a fuck what you got. <laughs> Texas don't give a fuck. They're like, mm -mm, you can. Nope. Texas don't give a fuck, girl. They don't give a flying fuck. So there's some more drama with Tiger King and the Netflix series. Mm -hmm. Carol Baskin, <laughs> girl. That she... bitch. <laughs> she done did it. She probably gave him the cancer back. I don't know how she did it, but she probably did it. Carol Baskin mm. does everything. <laughs> girl, she is trying to sue Netflix for using footage of her. 
the audacity. They own the footage of her. Yeah, like, like, (laughs) what's happening, y'all? Do you think Netflix sent her a letter like cease and desist your stupidity? (laughs) You stupid dumb twat. We fucking own. Like you signed it. We own you. We own you. Couldn't write that cease and desist. Cease and desist from being a stupid dumb fuck. Yours truly, Netflix. And I cc'd Demi Lovato, Candace Owen. And what's that dumb bitch we just put back there? (laughs) What's her? Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. (laughs) CC all of them. Pro, pro cease and desist from being a stupid cunt what the fuck oh all the audacity just we need it. to move on because that's a fucking disaster <laughs> oh lord <clears throat> so there's a few um some serious things happening here as always and um as much fun and stuff that we like to poke at celebrities we last week talked about the incident on Alec Baldwin's new film, Rust. So there's been a few developments since we recorded last. Um, one, Alec Baldwin has left the set. He has been seen spending time with the family of the, the I think it was a producer who died. It was. It was producer or director, right? One, it was one of them. No. The director got shot. The one that uh, passed away, she was over the photography. That the video videographer. Yeah. Yeah. So she passed away. Well, he's been singing with her family, and it's said that sources close to him are saying that he's take he's canceled foreseeable future projects that he was in. Um, he's not continuing filming. It's also been reported that Rust, the film, has continued filming the movie since this incident. Mm-hmm. They've went ahead and continued. Um, and uh, a former Rust camera assistant revealed that he quit film. He quit the film one day before the fatal shooting. Uh, he said that his uh, reasons for resignation were lacks of COVID policies housing situation, and specifically gun safety, a lack of rehearsals, a lack of preparing the crew for what we were doing, what day and when. He says, quote, I only personally remember two safety meetings that involved the entire crew. Um, Baldwin um, said that he had disagreed with the description of the set that he shared screenshots of people like whatever working and that you know he's before all this happened Baldwin said I'm so sick of this narrative I worked on this movie the story being spun of us being overworked and surrounded by unsafe chaotic conditions is bullshit well people have receipts um it's interesting because of the fact that we talked about last time, how Rust was, there's a bunch of issues with the things leading up to what happened. But mm-hmm. people also have come out and said that there's actually been other incidents on Alec Baldwin's sets that have to do with guns. Mm-hmm. 
and his producers that he's worked with that he demands like we don't have time for this like let's just go and like he rushes things and that he so there's a full investigation and they have not they being the authorities have not ruled anyone including alec baldwin out for any kind of fault um Mm -hmm. So someone says, someone close to the Russ set says, I think Russ was a perfect storm for of the armor, the assistant director, the culture that was on set, the rushing, it was everything. It wasn't just one individual. Everything had to fall into place perfectly for this one in a trillion things to happen. It's a very rare thing to happen. In the film industry, we have these things called safety bulletins that are basically an owner's manual for how to run a safe set. On Rust, they were ignored, not attached to call sheets like every like every other film, which they're supposed to be. Unfortunately, what's, that's what led to a breakdown here. A lot of things went wrong for a live, a live round to go on a movie set. The very first sentence in the very first safety bulletin about firearm safety is, there shall never be live rounds anywhere on a studio lot or stage or set. It's unheard of. So what are your thoughts with this new breaking news um, from the past week and the last, the developments that there's been issues with Alec Baldwin's previous films that all of these people are like, like he said, um, you know, we were blaming this one person last time, but there's actually a sheet that's supposed to be on their call sheet. So for people that don't know, call sheets are basically like an agenda for the day. This is the time that you're called to be on set. This is the time that you have to be in makeup and wardrobe. And this is your, basically it's your agenda for the day. And on the agenda for the day, the call sheet, there's supposed to be the safety bulletin attached to it every single time. And it was not. Right. What are your thoughts on this? I got to say, I want to say, I heard that he is, problematic on a lot of his sets and stuff so I this doesn't sound like it's news however I am very interested on the person that um quit or resigned the day before the accident you know all the allegations that that person was coming out with and everything and I mean there's I think there's going to be a whole slew of people that is going to have to take responsibility for for what happened because it seems like the ball was dropped in quite a few courts so I'm, you know, and I, I, I feel for Alec Baldwin because his negligence resulted in the death of somebody by his hands. So that is something he's the guilt he's going to have to live with for the rest of his life. But on the flip side, if you did something, like we said last time, if you did something negligent, then you definitely need to suffer the consequences for it. And everything in the dark comes to light eventually. Karma oh, yeah, forgets, definitely. Karma forgets no one or anything. Nope. nope. So, um, yeah, and what are your thoughts just briefly on Russ re- resuming filming just a week after this incident? I mean, I understand it. It is a business, after all, that is a movie set. They spend millions of money on making these movies and stuff. So, in the end, they're, it, it's either like they, I mean, it's shitty to say, but life goes on. You know what I mean? They... They did what they need to, but but if there are all of these issues going on on this set, I think somebody needs to step in 
and monitor this set, investigate this set, you know, possibly shut down the set while they're doing this stuff. But I do understand why the movie started or kept filming and stuff. I, I understand the business side of it, but there there needs to be some somebody needs to police what's going on on that set because it doesn't sound like I don't that. understand all the actors and producers and assistants that lack in my opinion humanity to continue a week within a, less than a week later I it, couldn't I couldn't go to work if one of my coworkers was shot dead because of negligence on set on, at my workplace because of something that was caused by one of my fellow employees I could not go to work and do that and Alec Baldwin he's in a contract just like they are and he's canceled his appearance on that he's not going to set for rust and he's canceled foreseeable projects that he's already been in contract for i mean i i get that but i also like i said i understand the business side of it and other workers that set probably had hundreds of workers and stuff that have families and mouths to feed and all that stuff so they're there at the end of the day that's a job and it would be the same thing if like let's say there was a shooting in a mall and people died in that shooting. Guess what? Tord would fucking open the next week. <laughs> we are not going to be closed for that long. So I I understand what you're saying. Like, I get that. But at the end of the day, it's a business. It's a job. That's, so you know. I just bring, I think about like a while back, there was a movie about some dog and there was like alleged abuse of dogs on the set and people canceled the fuck out of this movie. Yeah. A human being has fucking died and no one is and what's happening. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah it's, I, you know, I agree. I think it should be too. I do. I do think that somebody needs to come in and see what's going on on that set. Even if that includes officially shutting the set down and uh, not resuming any kind of filming until they either bring it up to protocols or, you know, figure out what's going because like what do they do like obviously there's some shit wrong there there needs to be some kind of like fuck at least have like a safety seminar or some shit before everyone goes back or something like that but you know i i get the business part of it that's it i think it's just this matter i think the next time we talk or in the next few weeks i think authorities will have it shut down oh yeah probably so We'll see, but if Russ does come out, don't go watch it. Fuck Russ. Cancel that fucking film. Nobody watch it. Fuck it. And fuck everybody that's on that trying to continue that. And that's my opinion. And I said what the fuck I said. You can Period. go get a job somewhere fucking else. Period. <laughs> so I want to move on with another, man, there's another heavy topic here with um henry ruggs with the uh, nfl football player right so henry ruggs um 22 year old wide receiver for the la raiders um so sadly he was involved in a car accident that he caused now ruggs was traveling 156 miles per hour seconds before a crash on tuesday which he slammed into the back of a toyota um going at well, he was able to slow down to 127 miles uh, before hitting it. Now, his blood alcohol level was twice the legal limit, and he killed a 23-year-old woman, a woman that was driving the other car. Now, uh, the accident did cause it to burst into flames, and um, 
I mean, it was a pretty sad situation all around. Not only did she perish in that uh, fiery car wreck, so did her dog. Her dog also didn't make it. Now, um, the car wreck was in Las Vegas. Now, he, when he appeared in court um, this morning, actually, for the first time, he did have gashes on his face. He's in a, you know, neck brace and all that stuff. Now, you know, the details are kind of disturbing. Now, his blood alcohol level was, um, like I said, twice the normal limit. Normal limit, legal limit is 0.08. He had 0.161. Um, there was also a gun located in his car. They don't know if that gun was registered or not. They are working on that currently with the investigation. Um, he was impaired at the scene and refused to participate in field sobriety tests uh, before he was eventually transported to the hospital. Now, when he hit the Toyota, it rolled over 500 feet from the initial impact. Now, so did his car as well. It was a RAV4. It caught fire and, you know, the, the driver sadly perished. Now, we are hearing from other people um, that are associated with rugs uh, like Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr is the quarterback for the Raiders, and he is like just He's very upset himself, wondering, you know, did I not let him know that I could be there for him at three in the morning if he needed, you know, help? Like he's just saying, no one ever wants to see this happen, whether it's a football player or just, I mean, to, to your friend, you, do, you don't want to see anything like this happen. You know, his wife, him and his wife, their hearts are broken for not only him, but for the young woman and her family. Now, uh, Ruggs is. Currently, right now, he is out on bond. He posted a hundred and fifty thousand dollars bond. He has been released from custody. He ordered the judge ordered the um, Raider, the well, ex Raider, because he's been dropped from the Raiders now, and uh, to stay away from alcohol. And he is not allowed to drive. So um, he was charged with the DUI, resulting in substantial bodily harm and reckless driving. Those are the charges as of right now. Not sure if that's going to be moved to manslaughter or anything like that. So, I mean, this is just a horrible situation all around. People are saying his life and his career are over. Now, um, a bunch of outlets have pulled his merchandise from shelves and from stores and will no longer be selling it. It's sad, but it's the right thing to do. You know, it's sad that it happened. It's sad that stories like this happen when in the day of Uber. And then this happens in Vegas. When I was in Vegas, there's actually Tesla Ubers, self-driving yeah. cars. So you don't even, if you're, if you're a celebrity, you don't want, you want privacy. There's literally self-driving Ubers in Vegas. And then for you to be going 100, what was it? 100 and something miles per hour? 156 miles an hour. And he hit her car going at 127. Like that's it. But I will say kudos to the NFL for taking the action that they've taken already because just, I think I believe it was last year or the year before that, there was another player that almost had almost the same incident. And all he kind of got was a fine and suspended from a couple games and stuff like that. So the NFL is definitely listening to people that are saying they need to, you know, put out harsher punishments for these players that are acting like they do not need to follow basic human, human rules or anything like that. I think that they get free passes on stuff because they were real quick in this situation. 
the NFL is getting better at it because their investors, the advertisers are like, if you don't do something, we'll pull out. And without advertising, NFL ain't shit. Yeah, yeah, money, money definitely, money definitely speaks. Now, moving on from that sad news, I'm going to stick a little bit in the sports entertainment world. There were two stories that I wanted to cover that I forgot to mention at the beginning. One is, um, well, this one's like sort of kind of bad. I am, as you know, a Green Bay Packers fan. I mean, I know you're not football or anything like that, but I'm sure you've seen me posting up Packers stuff. And my man, A.A. Rogers, Aaron Rogers. Now, sadly, he has tested positive for COVID-19 and he will be out for the Chiefs game come this weekend. Now, um, people are calling for Aaron Rodgers to be suspended from several games because they're saying that he is not vaccinated, even though previous statements he has made has said he said he was immunized. Now, those were the words he put out, that he was immunized. He never said he was vaccinated. So they're using a play on words there. Ian Rappaport um, is not holding back, though. He's saying he if he wasn't vaccinated, he was not following NFL protocols for not being vaccinated. And there are several strict protocols and that he should be fined and suspended. So we'll see where that goes from there. Um, I, you know, if he was as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, if he wasn't following those protocols, should he be punished? Yes. Do I want to see him suspended from several games? Fuck no. My Packers are doing so fucking good this season. I'm so fucking mad, you know, and they, They've they've had it kind of they've been rocked by COVID this season because they had Devonte Adams who was out, Alan Lazard due to positive tests. So it's like what the fuck? Now I'm not going to hate on Jordan Love who's going to step up to play the quarterback. You know he's I think he's got this. You know we're playing the Chiefs. You know no diss, <clears throat> they suck. But anyway, so hopefully they'll be go ahead and make it. Now an- another sports story. Last one. I know. I know. I know the thing. Oh my girl, arena. this is ESPN. Stop. <laughs> I know this is a but we have to shout out the Atlanta Braves for winning the World Series this year. I was not happy about that. (laughs) Now, it is their first time since 1995 that they won the World Series in Game 6 on Tuesday night, which they beat the Astros 7-2-0. So, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. I was actually rooting for them. (laughs) Not me. Literally, I ordered an Astros shirt when they won like their championship in their league i ordered uh-huh. and it's like literally i got the notification yesterday that's being shipped out i'm like we'll fucking cancel it now yeah i don't even want any fucking losers <laughs> no but i still actually i do like them just because i just feel like they i don't know i lived in houston for a little bit and that's I, that's when i caught the bug for it is whenever i lived there i like caught yeah. the bug for it but like you know i don't know if they do like build goals or whatever it's called but you know it's like <laughs> go goal like yo go yay go sports um, we got a touchdown um so yeah so let's end that espn footage um coverage um well i want to talk about the green bay thing though it's like um, it sounds like their organization has an issue with covid protocols and not aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Exactly. Because so the, the, the NFL should find the Packers as an organization. Because yeah. how are they all catching it, girl? And not just that, but if he was not following protocols, I'm pretty sure the powers that be observed him not following protocols. So, yeah. you know, but 
and I, I can't get too mad. I can't even get mad at the coach, Matt LaFleur, because he's my favorite person. Oh, yes, also, happy birthday, Matt LaFleur. But he also has a boss. You know what I mean? They have bosses, yeah. so it's like, okay, enough of this ESPN. This is not fucking ESPN. Oh, our sports segment is done. This is not Sports <laughs> Center. Um, so I did want to uh I think this is like the last kind of down Debbie Downer kind of sad. Oh no, there's a couple of them. So I wanted to quickly talk about we have not talked about Gabby Petito, the um YouTuber, upcoming YouTuber blogger who miraculously went missing when her boyfriend or fiance Brian came back with her van and Everyone knows about the story. I'm not going to catch you up. Just Google Gabby Petito. You'll get caught up in seconds. Um, well, Brian, Brian's uh, remains allegedly were found. Um, mind you, since Gabby has been miss- had been missing, his family refused to cooperate with authorities. The minute that authorities went to the Brian's family's home, they gave the they didn't say anything. They gave a card to their attorney um, immediately. So they refused to cooperate with authorities from the second the authorities went to them to ask about where's Gabby. And so everyone is like, "Fuck Brian Laundry, fuck the zoo." I don't. I've never even heard of these people, but it's caught it's caught a lot of attention. And we're going to get into why and what the there's some other things happening with this case and what has it evolved, it's evolved into. Well, they, for some reason, all of a sudden, their son, they go camping on a trip. And then, like a week or two later, I don't know the timeline, um, Brian's like gone. Nobody knows. Like his family doesn't know where he's at. Like, oh my God, like, where is Brian? Well, they, went and it said that wherever brian went his parents drove his vehicle back to the house themselves and then have since not helped authorities find brian and that's when dog the bounty hunter and all this craziness started happening on manhunt for brian uh and all of a sudden one random magical day the parents say you know what we're gonna go and help you search they go and they help search and the day they go and help within the very first hour they find a backpack that belongs to brian then within the same hour the dad just so happens to be the one to find alleged human remains uh that they at the time thought maybe they're brian's well Brian, the only way the coroner was able to determine that it is Brian is through dental records because the remains were not able, they they couldn't, there was no other way for them to tell. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of conspiracy theories, you know, fuck his family, first of all. Um, second of all, um, people, the reason why I'm bringing this case up in particular is because everyone in the world and when i say the world like youtube world especially are saying people and women of color go missing every single day and this white blonde haired all but some quote unquote all american girl and boy have this incident and the world is watching and reporting on it 
And since they were looking, when from the time they started looking for Gabby and the FBI and all these people are involved, they found numerous bodies and of missing people. I think it was eight or nine, the last count of missing women that have been reported for I don't know how long, but the media never once covered it. So the world is saying, why is it that this, again, quote unquote, all American couple, blonde hair, blue eyes, colored eyes, why did they get all this attention from the world and the FBI when all these women and people of color are missing and they get zero attention? So it's sad that Gabby died. Fuck Brian and his family. Um, and fuck the media and the law enforcement that refuse or don't put, where's that energy at when women of color go missing? Where is that energy? So what are your thoughts just overall on the case? And then the reason, again, why I brought it up was to bring up attention to the bodies found of the women of color and people of color that have been found. I, you know, I think it, it is really sad. And people, you know, people say that this, this actually came out like on an episode of You. They talked about this, like whenever the, the lady was missing and stuff on the new season. A uh, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the <laughs> new season, my bad. Um, you know when she's missing, the the librarian, the lady that runs the library, was actually touching on this. You know, and it is pretty sad. I know the Native American community has also touched on this. That this is, and, and it's true. It's true. If it's if it's a white woman, God forbid, and they will get so much media coverage. But there are hundreds of thousands of women of color and that go missing daily and it's it's not this big thing I want to say the last big thing with a woman of color or anything like that was probably the the girl from um Fort Hood that got killed there like I oh, want to yeah. say that was the but last it's because thing. that's because her family made it a big deal her yeah. family was like banging on the FBI's doors like saying you're going to do something mm-hmm so, you know, I, I, I think it's sad. And I think that, you know, we need to shed more light on, you know, just everyone that goes missing that regardless of skin color or anything like that. Um, also it's, uh, the situation all around is just the, yeah. yeah, like I said, uh, I only brought that up because I just wanted to bring more attention to it because no one else fucking does because, they only talk about Gabby, which is sad because of the issues that she's going through, but the world needs to bring the same energy when it comes to people of um, that don't look like what people, quote unquote, all Americans, blonde Dif hair, colored eyes. Yeah, different ethnic backgrounds and stuff because, you know, every life is precious and it, it should be made a big deal like this. Yeah. So FBI, get your shit together because I know you're listening <laughs> to our conversations. Yeah, um, and stay <laughs> off my fucking search history. It's not that fucking whatever. I know. Oh, girl, is your search history <laughs> like? Uh, I straight line. I straight line. Uh, <laughs> I'm like seriously worried about the FBI with me because uh, of my new podcast, A Killer Time, coming in January 2022. Uh, I'm like researching like murders and mystery murders and like how they kill people, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> 
And at the same time, you're doing all of our stuff for bitches who brunch. So you've got like chainsaw dildos in there thrown into the murders. Like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> like, damn, we need to have a watch the drones watching my house right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the last serious subject I want to talk about, and then we're going to end on some lighthearted subjects and some fun stuff from Halloween. Um, Lady Gaga was is recently uh she just made the film um house of gucci and she said that it was actually very mentally taxing on her she opened up to british vogue um that comes out in december and uh, you know she talks about her role um it follows the real life story of reggiani which is actually a the full name is her full name is patricia reggiani it's like an i don't know it's like an Italian name. Um, it follows her after she hires a hitman to kill her ex-husband, Maurizio Gucci, um, played by Adam Driver. The movie chronicles the aftermath of Maurizio's death following the incident, which occurred in real life in 1995. Um, she says that as she got prepared for the role, she revealed, um, I had, she said, quote, I had some psychological difficulty at one point towards the end of filming. I was either in my hotel room living and speaking as Reggiani, or I was on set living and speaking as her. I remember I went out into Italy one day with a hat on to take a walk. I hadn't taken a walk in about two months and I panicked. I thought I was on a movie set. Um, she explained, I will be fully honest and transparent. I lived as her for a year and a half and I spoke with an accent for nine months of that. Off camera, I never broke. I stayed with her. It was nearly impossible for me to speak in the accent as a blonde. I instantly had to dye my hair and I started to live in a way whereby anything that I looked at, anything that I touched, I started to take notice of where and when, where and when I could see money. Um, she uh, went on with the Wall Street Journal and said, I knew I was about to play a murderer. I also knew how Tony feels about Italians being represented in film in terms of crime. I wanted to make a real person out of Patricia, not a character. I felt the best way to honor Maurizio and Italians was for my performance to be authentic from the perspective of a woman, not an Italian-American woman, but an Italian woman. Um, the film uh, House of Gucci, there is a trailer for it uh, that is on YouTube now. Um, I saw it. I definitely am looking forward to watching it. It it's, comes out in theaters November 24th. Um, I have heard of actors, of this happening to actors. I mean, wasn't it um, Heath Ledger? Was it him that when he played uh, the Joker, Joker. right? Mm -hmm. That he, he fell into a depression and he that's, you know, his mental health decline because he was living as that character. And I've oh, heard this yeah. happening to a lot of uh, actors where they can't, they get so into it where they start to live as the person they're playing. Um, what are your thoughts on Lady Gaga being so open about that? Well, again, I have to say the same thing that I did with Ed Sheeran. I am here for that. I love that she opened up, you know, but Lady Gaga opens up a lot about certain things. So I'm always here for her sincerity and her candor. Um, but you're right. Like Heath Ledger 
definitely engulfed himself in that role and just totally immersed himself in it and lived that life. And it did lead to depression and alcohol abuse and, you know, all this other stuff, you know, and it's and like you said, he's not the only one. There have been several actors and actresses that completely take on the roles that they're playing. And I, I mean, I, I see why they do it and stuff like that, but I mean, it's, it's just crazy what they put their minds and their bodies and, you know, through and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm here for all that, you know, and just to understand like her frame of mind while she was filming that and stuff. That's just, you know, wow. Uh, I do look forward to seeing the film and hopefully they, she, I think she, I'm sure she's in therapy, but um, man, that's a lot for a human being to take on. So kudos to her for like putting herself into like giving her all and she it shows that she takes the the craft seriously but man mm-hmm. i i don't i don't know that i could do that <laughs> yeah i couldn't either i don't think so i mean unless it was like a part like like caroline from the van from the originals i could totally be caroline or pam from true blood i could totally be pam <laughs> <laughs> all right Alrighty, so let's move on. It wouldn't be a pop culture show without a Kardashian. I mean, we mentioned a Jenner earlier, but that bitch don't count. Um, so <laughs> let's move on and let's talk about Kim Kardashian and her possible new beau. Pete Davidson. Like, who would you be? Like, would you ever? <laughs> I would never put these two together in my life when I put. Kim Kardashian West and Pete Davidson together. But together they were. They had a secret dinner rendezvous Tuesday night. They ventured out of the Ritz Carlton Hotel in Manhattan and headed for Pete's turf, Staten Island. The sources with direct knowledge say that the two entered the back door of Campania Restaurant, one of Pete's favorites. And they presumably chowed down on some pizza, pasta, whatever. It's an Italian joint. And um, yeah, this is a huge development, especially after everyone saw them meet up and share rides at Knott's Berry Farm in the OC over the weekend. Now, especially because there was a photograph that was released from one of the rides where they are actually holding hands going down like a slope, whatever roller coaster that is, whatever they were on. So they were holding hands and that sent, you know, the Twitterverse ablaze what's going on sources at that time said oh they're just real good friends you know this and that but now they're meeting for secret rendezvous dinners and stuff so I am kind of here for this just because like she's never I mean this it's Pete Davidson you know hey everybody knows what he has and um uh so I think that I believe the rumors because um they met on when she was on SNL and they actually had a skit together where they played Princess Jasmine and Aladdin and they actually kissed and I feel mm-hmm. like maybe he wooed her there a little bit and she you know I feel like Aladdin showed off his BDE a little and uh mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like she was like what's Aladdin got going and um you know I think she's like I think I literally think they probably met that night at SNL and um they probably hit it off and had a friendship and then here we are a month later and mm, 
it's like what what Aladdin do with his magic lamp? Mm. Let us. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> the last thing we need is an Aladdin and Princess Jasmine sex tape. Oh my god! <laughs> Rub the lamp, Kim. Rub the lamp. <laughs> see if it's well, see, see if a genie pops out. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like okay because your sis went and got like a you know bad boy rocker skinny white boy dude so now you went and got one too kim okay all right you see yeah. courtney's being a little bit more relevant than you right now so you had to be like bitch hold my product like hold but, my fendi i mean not that height matters or anything but charles barker's five nine and pete davidson is six three so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're no experts, but I mean, I am, but okay. <laughs> but uh, speaking about Miss Courtney, Miss mm. Courtney did put on her Instagram story a vial of blood that had been taken. She was giving blood uh, at her doctor's office or a clinic or something. I was really trying to read the side of it to see. So was I, girl. I was zooming in. I was about to start Googling all the words on the sides. Like, what is this test for? Because I think she's pregnant and I think it was for a pregnancy test. That's that's all I'm going to say. She's knocked up. Yeah. And to add to that, Travis Barker has recently said that if they were to have a kid together, he already had names in mind for the kid. Oh. You heard it here first. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that is the Kardashian wrap up for this week's pop culture. We want to end the show. Halloween just passed. We want to end the show talking about some of our favorite celebrity looks. I have to tell you, there's two for me that I loved. One that everybody's talking about that I'm like, mm, it's boring. First of all, Lil Nas X as Lord Voldemort. Okay, I oh. did see that. I was like, um. holy shit. I loved it because Lord Voldemort is like, he how, he shall like not be named or whatever. And uh-huh. And uh, Little Nas X is like, call me by your name. Like, call mm-hmm. me in my name. Like, like, do it. Do it. And so yeah. I love that. I think that had a lot to do with it. And maybe he's just a fan of Harry Potter. Um, um, <laughs> I like the look, I have to say. It looks creepy as fuck. But, um, and then my second, okay, I have three. I forgot about one. But we're going to agree on one of them. My second one is Harry fucking Styles. Mm-hmm. Harry, Lord Jesus, where the fuck is Toto? <laughs> I know he was such a cute Dorothy. I was here for his ruby slippers, girl. And then Mr. Harry has his legs spread open for the whole world to see. He don't give no fucks. Mm-hmm. He- I, you know what? I have to say though, I would have liked to see him instead of like the red stockings that he wore. I would have rather have seen him in like some white, like thigh high ones. You know what I mean? That would have given it like a little sexy look to it. But hey, but it was a good costume nonetheless. Yeah, I, I was like, okay. And then he got the bow in his hair, that big ass bow. The big bow. <laughs> and so before I say one that I know we're gonna agree on, um, everybody's like making a fuss over Taylor Swift's 
um, look. And I was like, why? She was like, was she a squirrel? Like, like oh, yeah. yeah. She was, what's so, or a fox? Or no, no, no. She's actually a beaver, I think, because I, I see the teeth. Oh. What's exciting about that? I don't know. I want to say, I, I vaguely remember her being teased for her two front teeth. You know, mm. when she was younger or something maybe that I don't know but I saw her costume and I was like is this bitch just wearing like one of those animal onesies from Walmart like like does she have a fetish she wants to confess like okay bitch you're beaver's hairy that's awesome so the one that we will agree about is fucking Lizzo oh dude Lizzo had me gagged okay not only was she Yoda or whatever but the part of her costume that I loved was she went so basic bitch with a pair of Uggs for her shoes. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, you know what? I ain't got time. So not only was she that, she had three costumes that night. So she was that. She played, um, what's her name? Tasha, Tanya, or whatever from Bebe's Kids. Oh my God, she looked hilarious. The minute I saw it, I wish I would have known she was giving away money because I knew it the minute I fucking saw it because <laughs> Bebe's Kids is hilarious. And then she dressed as our favorite fucking costume when it wasn't even goddamn Halloween. Kim Kardashian, her burnt fucking pizza crust costume, when she was like all black with the high ponytail and stuff, Lizzo had it all. Like Lizzo did that costume. Lizzo fucking did it. Holy shit. Lizzo was my winner for Halloween. Um, yeah. Lizzo was my winner and Harry Styles was my second place because I like I love Harry Styles you know so. I was a little disappointed in the rest of the stars costumes I mean Chrissy Teigen and her whole family did the whole Adam's family thing kind of I, I know roll your eyes fuck that bitch but they did they did the Adam's family like they did it pretty good um, Cardi B with several things she dressed up as um, Morticia herself and then she dressed up as a nun. She did a, a costume, like a, a show dressed as a nun. That I love. No, she don't. Lord, um, help her. Forgive her, Lord. One lady I want to mention, though, she did badass, was Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, with her costume this year, she paid tribute to her mother, Janet Lee, and dressed as her in the movie Psycho. Like, completely. I like she that. looked. Yeah, and she even had the bloody shower curtain with her. I thought that was pretty awesome. So, a shout out to Jamie Lee for that. Shout out to her, even though that movie Halloween, whatever, was fucking horrible and was the worst acting I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. But we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> I yeah, Lizzo slayed it for me though. She's my fucking queen. I love her. She did her. good. She cardi with that nun outfit like she has she don't give a damn and like again abc has a lot of nerve they i hope they got a big you know what send uh the fcc a blank check tell them you know, here you go let us know here's my thing after all the bullshit they made when cardi and megan fucking performed on tv to their fucking uh song and shit remember that they made such a fucking fuss. Now you're giving her a whole platform? I, I don't want to hear shit. I don't want to hear nothing. I, I know. That's crazy. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, I agree with you. After that little performance, I don't want to hear nobody say shit. I don't want to hear a. I don't want ABC better not say like we're sorry. ABC, you know what the fuck you're getting. She said what she and said. Let, and let me just say, Candace fucking Owen, keep your mouth shut about this one, bitch. Do oh. not come for fucking Cardi Ho. I will straight come for you. Don't do it. Just keep your ass sat in the back. Shut the fuck up. Enjoy the show. We should have dressed up as aliens and tagged Demi. Uh, and tagged. <laughs> I just have a uh, Cardi alien. <laughs> that way I can tag her and Candace. Oh. Bitches. <laughs> I mean, them. Tag them and Candice. God damn, I still haven't gotten used to that. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you for listening to our TED Talk. That was four hours long. We appreciate it. <laughs> Where, uh, wherever you are listening, please make sure you leave us a rating and review. It helps us get found by other people that love uh, pop culture and shit talking and celebrity messiness um this season has been a little bit different because we have talked a little bit more about some serious topics whereas before we kind of stray away but we feel like if it's pop culture related and it's in the world it needs to be talked about even if it has to do with like hockey or football or tennis or whatever sports we talked about today um other than that thank you all so much for listening to Vani and i bullshit for another week and until then, make sure you catch Vani on Bitch Juicy Brunch every single Tuesday. And also Petty, our new podcast comes out in January 2022. So everyone have a good one and we'll talk soon. Bye.